Hey, this is Randy Nichols, Right Angle Podcast. So I just wanted to talk about this, this idea that companies are deciding to mandate vaccines for their employees at a high level, um, just broadly, uh, even just putting pressure on them saying, uh, we really need you to do this. It's not, it's just not based on science, first of all. We'll talk about that, but uh, I guess the real the real thing about it to me with companies, companies used to at least always try to be neutral, right? Neutral politically. We are not like um, being political in this area or that or whatever. <clears throat> they might have causes or whatever that are um, more associated with one side or the other, but. Um, like environmental issues or something like that, but they uh, they try to generally try to remain neutral or is seen as neutral. And this is my thing. This is not a neutral position. This idea that oh, we're going to take the CDC, whatever the CDC says about uh, COVID nineteen, that's our policy because they are the center for disease control. And the implication there is they are, this is the neutral. This is not political. This is a, a neutral position from scientists. That's what they're, they're saying. And the CDC comes out with something and then everybody's like, science says, you know, and if you disagree with the CDC, oh, you're anti-science. Well, the, one of the reasons I know that's a left-wing position is the right-wing position as Ben Shapiro said recently, and I think I said before, um, science is not an institution. It's not any institution. It's not from academia or an official position from the ivory tower somewhere. Science is a process. Science is a method. Science is research and data. And if you're saying these people say this and you can't go against, you can't argue with this or you say something like the science is settled that actually is a anti-science position science by definition is never settled the only thing that are settled are like laws we call them laws like the law of gravity or whatever you know something that's true 100 percent of the time the sun will always rise in the morning set in the evening um that's settled but that's not if we're talking about science, the point of science is that it's an ongoing uh, observation and analysis of data. And even just looking at the history of science will tell you that it changes all the time and it changes after people were positive about things. Uh, they're changing their mind about things that are good for you, bad for you, or whatever. No, try this, you know. And we, the way we would treat little uh, sores and things, you know, put this on it. No, never mind. That doesn't work. You know, it's changing all the time. And we're, we should be open. You cannot say the science is settled. And, and, and let, let me contrast that with traditionally what we have done. This is talking about uh, previous pandemics even, but previous other issues, me medical uh, 
you know, any emergencies, a real emergency, you would see scientists sharing all their data. You know, they would do all the data. This is what we do. Here's all of it. And they would rec make recommendations. But even that, uh, you would have experts in that field disagreeing with each other publicly, disagreeing with each other. Well, what about this? You know, and uh, leaning different ways, um, of diff having different priorities. But all no none of the data was censored nothing was like shut down it was all presented to the public uh and explained and clarified uh over and over again and just there for you to be an ongoing discussion and then even when it applied to uh, the civic leaders would take based on that they would apply you know some uh, leadership that they needed to take and they would disagree on that what what should we do as leaders of the city or the you know the nation let's talk about that and that would be that would be like there like there is on any issue political disagreement publicly for everybody to see and take sides on nobody was shut down nobody was censored because you're anti this or this isn't the acceptable view or whatever it's just unheard of. It's anti-science and it's absurd. And it's obviously a red flag. It's, I mean, they clearly are not primarily concerned about science, right? They're concerned about power. And so they're, they're uh, taking their position. They took control of academia. They took control of the administrative state, including the CDC. The CDC is selectively, these are bureaucrats selectively using uh, science. They do use science, but they use it selectively. And uh, they're trying to fit a, a narrative of one political side. This is not uh, science. This is not what you hand down and say, everybody needs to agree with this. You know, put it in the science book. Uh, it would be like Reagan or even Trump, who was both successful economically just saying okay the official position of the government going forward is free market economics because that worked we know that worked and we you know the the government agency under trump said this so if you go against that if you have a different opinion uh we know that the economy got better because of this and you know you're anti uh economy well, of course, the other side would be like, well, no, we know, we know why. We have different views on why the economy got better during the Trump administration. We're not going to cave in and say you get to define what is economics and what is not. Uh, it's, uh, you know, they use it, but it, we can all disagree. We can all disagree. They have a pin, an opinion and they are in office, but we can all have different opinions on it. You don't define something because you're in office. And this is the, you get where this is going, right? Like the next thing is the way they talk about critical theory. They apply that and they will say, this is just a fact, you know, this, you got to do this. And of course, critical theory is not uh, the only theory of society. It's not the only, you know, 
underlying philosophy of social policy. Because the right-wing contrast to that is the philosophy of Martin Luther King Jr. The idea that, uh, I mean, so critical race theory is saying, for instance, uh, you now can, and in fact, you need to discriminate against those members of the hegemony. Hegemony is anything considered majority, like white people, um, heterosexuals, males, uh, Christians. Uh, and it's, and the critical theory is the idea that these groups have too much power and that not only you can, but you should, in a sense, when it's appropriate, discriminate against these groups when they decide it's appropriate. And the idea being equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity. So the, that's the left-wing position on social policy. The right-wing position is Martin Luther King Jr. The idea that each individual, by the way, not group, individual should be evaluated based on their character, not on any of their demographics. We don't make decisions about people because of their demographics. And that's, you know, that is a right-wing position. I believe it. I believe the plat- the respective platforms say that. I think the Democrat platform advocates critical theory and the Republican platform advocates um, Martin Luther King's philosophy. Um, if not, it's unofficially true that those are the sides now. And... You, and then you apply that broader going forward to things like uh, transgender. And uh, like I was addressing that book, uh, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Dr. Carl Truman, what he was saying was <clears throat> philosophically, of course, they've arrived now where you have to not only accommodate something like transgender, you have to celebrate it even just give in 100%, treat them like they are the mainstream, or else you have violated their civil rights. So that's that's the left-wing position. That's something like that in your workplace, wherever. If your workplace is taking the CDC's view of COVID and they're moving towards critical theory, then when you have a transgender person hired there, uh, not only will they be allowed to do, just call themselves whatever, present themselves as whatever, and use the facilities uh, as whatever they in their mind think they are, whatever they feel like, and not what they are biologically. Not only will that be allowed, and you have to accommodate that, but you are... Uh, invited you are forced to you are mandated you will be mandated to participate in their delusion that is you will not only address them as the name that they choose uh which you can kind of see that i mean uh but you will have to uh treat them as the gender they say they are not uh not the biological fact of who they are. So we're talking about a denial of basic science here. And this, you know, this will affect you in your workplace 
in a lot of different ways. And you have to, we have to give in on this is what they're telling us. So if, if we don't stand up and say, look, at least you need to know this is not neutral, this position you're taking on COVID, this position on critical theory, this is not, at least, uh, at least make them say they are not being neutral. You're mandating a vaccine, a medicine to go into people who have a 99% chance of survival uh, because of the people that were pressured, pressuring this. Uh, and I like to remind people, this sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's completely on the record. Uh, Dr. Fauci and elements of the um, of our government uh, were involved in initiating and funding the research uh, that created this this virus. That is, they were uh, initiating and funding the intentional construction of the virus that we're dealing with now. Um, in that, and they acted like. They, and they, by the way, were not approved. They did not have the authorization. They were not authorized to support gain-of-function research. They apparently used semantics to say that's not really what this is um, and proceeded. Whether or not it's gain-of-function research or not uh, doesn't matter anymore. But the fact is they did this they created this virus why did they do that we could talk about that uh supposedly to combat it uh then they which is crazy then they accidentally released it to the public whoops you know at least showing extreme irresponsibility you know the, and i just want to make the point these people are the same people telling us we have to take a vaccine, have to put this medicine in our bodies for all us people, even younger people, healthier people, all of us have to put it in, a, in our body or else we want to kill people. We don't care. We're selfish or whatever. When 99% of people survive it, of the, you know, under 70, I don't know what it is now, but... Uh, ridiculous if you compare it to anything else we do just makes no sense and on top of that of course as we said before the vaccine does not prevent transmission that came out admitted the cdc director said that and now they're acting like no we never meant it to that wasn't the point it's meaning it's just therapeutic for the individual doesn't prevent them from getting it either uh, but helps you deal with it better or whatever uh and we're seeing that doesn't really do that very well either it's there's lots of breakthrough cases they're calling it but the even just the fact that it doesn't prevent transmission tell me why in the world everybody needs to take it that makes no sense and if you're saying well we have to we have to have everybody get this so that we can eradicate it completely well science itself Again, not an institution, but actual data tells us that that's impossible. Uh, as you might know, it has animal reservoirs. That is, things that we did eradicate, like smallpox, 
have nowhere else to go to animals or whatever. Um, but like the common cold, this can be uh, carried by animals, has animal reservoirs, therefore it will be back every season. You cannot eradicate it. So if you're, I don't know, what kind of argument you can m make to force everybody to take a vaccine and then keep taking boosters. It's really anti-science on its face. So I heard well, one guy speaking recently about uh, trying to get everybody to, he was a doctor, trying to get everybody to get this vaccine. We got to do this. We got to, you know, get on board. And he was saying all the things that are ex the accepted viewpoints that you hear on TV or whatever. And uh, one thing he said that I did want to say, yeah, that's true. And affirm, I just wanted to affirm that was he was saying we are, we are humble before science. We have to be humble before science and be willing be flexible, be willing to change. And like I say, what, you know, yes. But how can you say that when, and he was using it to say, uh, to explain why or defend Fauci and um, the CDC for the many times they changed their mind or contradict themselves or whatever and say, oh, we're changing with science. Put aside the fact that a lot of times when they did that, there was no new science. It wasn't like they had heard some, oh, there's a change and we just, this new research came out. They, they Instead, it was usually just a change because they decided it, which seems clearly to be politically based. They changed their minds about whether you should wear a mask after you're vaccinated. Suddenly, with no no new data. Um, but let's say he's using it to defend them. It's, we got to be humble before science. Okay, how can you say that and then also say the science is settled on some things like <clears throat> these doctors. I remember the doctors early last year, the Bakersfield doctors came on YouTube and they were like, look, immunity is important. Do not lock us down. Uh, that's how we survive these things is with our immunity. And they were saying that's how a baby gains its immunity. It's just crawling across the floor, putting things in its mouth and all this stuff. That's how we gain immunity. You cannot do this and take away people's people. It will lower. They said the lockdown will lower people's immunity and, uh, they got shut down. Uh, the video got yanked from YouTube. Just not accepted science. Get out of here. We're not even going to listen to you. And uh, how, or how do you immediately shut down hydro, hydroxychloroquine uh, when some doctors were seeing success of that? And, of course, that's now true of ivermectin. A lot of people are seeing a lot of success from that. And that, that was one of the things early on they were like, no, you can't. We can't have that. That was... You know, we don't uh, accept it. That's not the accepted view of science. And I don't know if they exactly said this, but they might as well have said, this is settled. The science is settled. You have to get the vaccine. Not these other, don't rely on these other things to, uh, to take care of you. You have to rely on the vaccine. 
that's you can't uh, say you're being humble before science and then shoot down these other viewpoints. The America's Frontline Doctors, who you can now get online, schedule a telemed appointment with them, get um, <clears throat> either hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or something like that, um, and uh, and they're shut down. They, they were the ones that were saying hydroxychloroquine was working. They were saying that early on they got shut down. Uh, whether that was because Trump was listening to him or I don't know what it was. But it was the decision of this is the accepted science. Everything else is we're not even going to let you talk about it. Or what about the adverse reactions from the vaccine? Nope, you can't talk about that. Ben Stein, the actor, uh, has has a horrible reaction and decides to share it on Facebook. This I had this awful experience. Boom, he's gone from Facebook after that. Outrageous. Why in the world would you do that? I heard one time 200,000 people were removed from Facebook just because they shared their experience with the vaccine. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but they, uh, I think I heard that from... Uh, uh, Brett Weinstein, the uh, evolutionary biologist, he was he was saying, How, this is not the way we do science. And Dr. Drew's saying it now. He's saying uh, he had it. He started using the monoclonal uh, antibodies, Regeneron, and took care of it. But he was like, this lockdown and then this shutting people down, this is not how we do science. What in the world is going on? Uh, you cannot say you're being humble before science and censor people. That's, by definition, being unscientific, uninterested in more examples of the data is anti-science. So... So if you're like me, you have some prescriptions uh, that you take daily or so. Um, say, say, for instance, your doctor one day suddenly said, hey, in this one area, I've got this other prescription that I want you to take instead of what you're taking. Uh, it costs less. It's, it's better. It does a better job. And everybody's going to be taking it for this thing. Uh, I'd like for you to to take it. Uh, only thing is, it hasn't been through long-term trials. It's pretty close to FDA approval, but uh, I just really think you need to take it. It's, it's the only thing that's going to work the best on this, and you really a lot of people are going to take it. Just go ahead and take it. Uh, you, you might be like, well, you know, I, I'm pretty happy with what I'm taking. I don't know if I want to risk an unproven, you know, uh, medicine. Sounds like high risk, low reward. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure I need to take something else instead of this or whatever. And then he, if he was like, come on, you know, this is what everybody's doing. Come on, just, just do it. And then, and then you heard that there were some people having adverse reactions and you brought that up, and the doctor was like, no, no, 
That's, that has nothing to do with this. This is not, you know, they had other problems. They don't, you know, and he just was acting like he was ignoring it and like, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. And just shutting down the people. You might be like, whoa, uh, why are you, uh, why are you so insistent about this? And he kept pressuring you and was, was saying, look, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to treat you unless you start taking this medicine. Uh, and he's like getting mad at you and stuff. You might be like, okay, wait a minute. What is going on here? Why are you so, are you, do you have a piece of the action here? Or are you, uh, what's going on? You, you getting a kickback from this company or something else going on? You would, you would be very, uh, hesitant, right? So the, uh, <clears throat> a lot of that is what's going on, as you know. And a, a recent study came out with by the, I want to say, Carnegie Mellon University and the University of Pittsburgh. And it's talking about vac vaccine hesitancy uh, in correlation with education. And, and it looks like a U because there's high hesitancy on the uneducated, relatively uneducated, and then uh, not much hesitancy on the fairly well-educated. And then with the highly educated, there is vaccine hesitancy again. And, and that looked to me like when I saw it, it looked to me like the uneducated people were saying, you know, some version of, I don't need no vaccine or something. And then the educated were saying, oh, it looks like I need this vaccine. But then that the highly educated were saying, wait a minute, it looks like something strange is going on here. And I think they see, I think thinking people see past propaganda and they see something going on that does not look like it's in their best interest. And that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it and I'm saying, this looks like uh, something else that's going on, like a social experiment. Uh, in fact, some of the things with the masks, when uh, almost every study on masks, especially cloth masks, has been at best inconclusive, is if not outright saying this does nothing, and they're still demanding it. Um, it just looks like over and over again we see them saying, uh, just do this. And it looks like uh, they just want you to bow the knee. And, and uh, if it is a social experiment worldwide or just mostly the West or something, uh, some of the powers that be behind the scenes, <clears throat> it's like they're saying... Uh, let's see what percentage of the people would do literally whatever the government tells them to do, uh, regardless of constant contradictions, regardless of regular um, uh, hypocrisy by the leaders. As I've talked about before, over and over again, you, what you see is the people who are the strictest about you and your life, when they think the camera is not on them, they don't do it. 
and then they say sorry when they're caught or whatever I should preach I practice what I preach and we're saying over and over again that's not the point you're not scared which means you're just putting me under your thumb just because you can or or it's something it looks like a test testing the waters for totalitarianism uh when they make a persuasive argument for uh, strict rules and then take some of the reasons away but still expect you to obey just to see if you will, just because they are saying to. That's a test for totalitarianism. That's why they say, I make a persuasive argument for a vaccine and then they say, oh, it doesn't prevent transmission. And then they still expect everyone to take it just because they said that is authoritarianism. That is uh, something we should be resisting. Hi, this is Randy Nichols. You can follow me on MeWe or Parlor. Or drop me a line at randynichols1270 at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-D-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-S-1270 at gmail.com. Thank you.